Well, I am super excited that we get to team teach together today. And I'm super excited for Thanksgiving this week. It is one of my favorite times of the year. You love Thanksgiving. Love Thanksgiving, along with Christmas <laughs> and the first Sunday in November where we get to set our clocks back an I wish, hour. I wish every weekend we could set our yeah, clocks back. <laughs> we can fall back. The yeah. end of daylight saving, I'm telling you, that extra hour of sleep is gold. Uh, I look forward to it every year. You just love, you love fall flavor. I love everything fall. And it all happens this month and next. It's truly the most wonderful time of the year. Oh, and of course, this is the time we met. Yeah, where it's not our marriage anniversary, it's the <laughs> anniversary of when you saw me and you hunted me down and you totally did everything. Totally not the case. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, but lucky you, lucky, lucky us. Uh, lucky me. Yeah. Well, today's message is about ingredients for a thankful life. And uh, we're going to dive into 1 Thessalonians and look at some practical ways on how to prepare us and equip us to live a fulfilled life that God has designed for us. Because you might be looking at your life right now and saying, I don't have what it takes. I don't have the ingredients to live mm -hmm. a, a thankful life, a life with joy. Yep. But you're going to discover, yes, you do. Yes. And 1 Thessalonians, that's kind of a mouthful, <laughs> 5.16 says this, let joy be your continual feast. Make your life a prayer. And in the midst of everything, be always giving thanks. For this is God's perfect plan for your life in Christ Jesus. God has the perfect plan for our lives. God had you in mind before you were even formed in your mother's womb. Each of us were created for a purpose and a destiny. God's perfect plan really has the best components and ingredients for a fulfilled and satisfied life. Just like in cooking, the right ingredients make an impact and a difference in the result, what is being produced. The quality of ingredients matter. It complements the dish and it improves the taste. All play a part and a function. It's just not about one ingredient. The role of the chef is to bring out the best of the ingredients. And the role of the ingredient is to bring out the best dish that it has to offer. So we can look at it like this. God is the chef. He's providing the right ingredients for our lives to bring out the best in us. That's the perfect plan right there. So, so if God has this perfect plan and he is giving us the ingredients, it's important to recognize that it's quality yep. over quantity. Yeah. I know we live in a culture today where it's all about quantity. We just want more. We just want more. We just want more. But, but more isn't always better. I remember years ago going to a $1.99 all-you-can-eat buffet. You might be thinking, whoa, especially right now with inflation and cost of food. It's like, that sounds amazing. Mm -hmm. I want you to know it was it, like the worst experience <laughs> ever. I was like, I don't even know if this is food or what it is. 
Like the dollar ninety nine. A dollar ninety like the price was cheap, but I gotta tell like it was like I I paid for it for days <laughs> later. Bet. It was it, it, more is not always better. Right. It, we think more is always better. It, more friends. Well, how about quality friends? Mm -hmm. You're like, well, what about more opportunities? What about quality yep. opportunities? You see, with what God wants to do in our life, it's not just about quantity, it's, it's about quality. I, I love to talk about what we put into food. I don't love yep. to cook, but I wanna know what's going into it. Mm -hmm. And is it natural or is it artificial? Mm-hmm. You see, we live kind of in a culture where it's there's so much fake, but but what about what's real? Yeah. Hey, have you ever looked at a package and looked at the expiration date and you're like, whoa, this doesn't expire for like 600 years. <laughs> you're like, why are we putting this into our bodies? And mm -hmm. I'm like, why are we putting some things into our, into our life? Mm -hmm. There's a big difference in made yeah. from scratch. Right. When you go and you're like, oh, oh so made from scratch, yeah. the, the taste versus things that are just put in the microwave. It, mm -hmm. it takes more time, but it's so worth it. You need to know what God wants to do in your life. Yeah. It might take some time, but it is so worth it because God wants to bring out the best in your relationships, yeah. bring out the best in your life financially, bring mm -hmm. out the best in your life in every single area. That's so good. And I love what it says in Jeremiah 29, 11. It says, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you a hope and a future. So we're talking about the best ingredients for a thankful life. So what ingredients are those that we want to apply to our life? The first ingredient is joy. Looking back at our scripture, verse 16 says this, let joy be your continual feast. Rejoice and be joyful always. Don't worry, I won't start singing rejoice in the Lord, always. And again, I say. Rejoice, <laughs> classic song, Classic song. Oh, you, you even got the double. I, you, yeah. got, you gotta do that. You gotta do that. The double. Yeah. Joy is a fruit of the Spirit. Joy comes from the Holy Spirit resting in God's presence and from the hope in His Word. Joy is a feeling of good cheer and happiness that is dependent on who Jesus is rather than who we are and what's going on around us. You have a choice to be joyful. Oh yes, it's a choice. It's a choice to be joyful. And uh, let me tell you, there are a lot of times, especially in this crazy season, that it is beyond and extremely difficult to be joyful. It, it's, it's, a, it's a difficult time it to is. choose joy. Given the economic crisis, the constant division and hatred between one another, um, anxiety and depression at an all-time high, it is extremely difficult. And I know for me personally, over this past year, it has been a challenge as a mother. I mean, totally rocked my world going through things that I would have never thought that I would have gone through. Times where you're like, I can't even get out of bed in the morning, where it, you just feel so depleted and defeated. And in those moments, and in the midst of the pain and the hurt and the hardship, it took 
every ounce of me to choose joy. And I'm a pretty joyful person. <laughs> the, the times where it is the hardest yep. to choose joy is the times when you need to choose joy the right. most. Right. But then I was reminded how big our God is by some notes I actually had placed on my nightstand declaring this, declaring God is for me, who can be against me? My God is working all things for my good. I am more than a conqueror through Jesus who gives me strength. No weapon formed against me shall prosper. Fear is not God's will for my life. The joy, the joy of the Lord is my strength. Declaring God's goodness and filling our minds with his truth. And I want to encourage you today to choose joy even when you don't feel like it. Yes. Even when you don't have the strength to choose joy. Leaning into God who is our strength. Create that environment. Create mm -hmm. that environment through those notes that are reminders, through yep. worship music, that you can choose joy in the most difficult, yes. in the most challenging circumstances. Right. right. So how can we create and... Um, how can we create joy? How can we create because we joy? Because we're, we're talking about we can yeah. create this environment, but right. how can we create joy and happiness, happiness yep. in our lives? That's right. Maybe looking at how our heart is positioned, uh, what are we filling ourselves with and what is flowing out of it? Going back to the cooking example, how the ingredients are being cultivated and mixed together matter, right? It makes so how, how you all, how you put it together. Yeah, right, because ingredients bring out the flavor in a dish. Does it taste fresh? Which, by the you, way, when I your say- favorite if, if something is like she really likes it, she'll say it was fresh. Not yeah. as in like, you want to remember back when people would like, fresh meant cool, like that's so fresh. No, no. It just meant like she thinks it's like- So good. It's so good. Yeah. Like if I it call it fresh, fresh, it's Like really the good. opposite of stale. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> or maybe it tastes spicy or bitter. You ever like or dry? Like, dry. You taste something and you're like, oh, this this steak is just too dry. Yeah. yeah. Or you taste some salsa and you're like, it's too spicy. I love spicy things. There's yeah. only one salsa. Someone at the church made it, and I was like, like this will be too spicy for you. And I was like, it it wasn't, but I was I loved it. But I was crying while I was eating it. Like I love spicy things, but sometimes you're like, this is yeah. just a little too spicy. Too spicy, or maybe too salty. Yeah, there's some people who cook and you're like, this thing is just way too salty. You you take a bite of the dish and you mm -hmm. need to drink like five gallons of water. You're just like way too much salt. And looking at, I wonder in our lives if we're putting like too much or like, wait, yeah. wait it, it's <laughs> too much. There's too much anxiety. There's too much yeah. depression. Maybe because we're the, the ingredients is like, wait, too much time on social media. Wait, hold on. Yeah. Too much time texting with that individual you shouldn't be texting like too, yeah. too much time that you're watching the news when it's no longer information it's just making you angry mm -hmm. you you see are the ingredients that we're applying to our lives is it ingredients from yeah. god or is it ingredients from culture mm -hmm. is it ingredients from god or is it just the ingredients that our family gave us because you know that's how we were raised is it the ingredients from god or by or by the people around us mm -hmm. at work. I don't know about you, but but I want God to be the one yep. to telling me, hey, 
here's what you need, and, yeah. and here's how much of it you need. Right. And I think we all could use a little flavor of joy <laughs> in our lives today because it tastes good, it smells good, it smells fresh. It, it does. Like you look at someone who tastes something spicy, yeah. you know, or you look at someone sour, mm -hmm. you, you eat sour candy, you get like mm -hmm. joy, it tastes good, it smells good, and yep. it looks good on yep. you. Yeah. When I was uh, younger, I would love to help my mom cook and prepare dinner for the fam. And she would lay all the ingredients out on the counter and it was my job to find the right ingredients and to measure it out as to what was needed. And with my personality, if it called for two cups of, let's say, milk, it was precisely at that two cup line and not a smidge higher. I appreciate that about you. Yeah, I had to be exactly exact. right. You know, there's some that just kind of throw over oh, a little pinch of this, a little pinch. Uh, Nope, it had to be precisely. And if I added the wrong ingredient or too much of one ingredient, it would totally alter the taste. Yeah. It's like, you know, with cooking, it's like we want, we want it to taste mm -hmm. delicious. Now, mm -hmm. when I say with cooking, I don't cook, mm -hmm. but I'm not an expert chef, but I think I'm an expert taster. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's like the amount you use mm -hmm. impacts what it tastes like. Absolutely. And so it's important to know what ingredients we are putting in or maybe what words or thoughts we are filling ourselves up with. The world is full of substitute food. <laughs> yes, it is. It is. So oh. some ingredients can be marketed and labeled in a way that seems good or healthy or trendy or attractive by cultured standards, but turn out not to be. It's like... Uh, you know I give you a hard time, girl, mm -hmm. because Lindsay will have something she just brought home from the store and that like, you know, she'll say, look, it's healthy. I'm like, why is it healthy? Because it says gluten-free. Or organic. Uh, yeah, I'm like, well, first of all, are you avoiding gluten? Because I think you eat a lot of gluten. I do. And organic, like since when did you choose to go organic? That does not necessarily make it healthy. And I yep. wonder in our world if we've been marketed certain things yeah thinking oh this is how to have a satisfying marriage really oh this is how to have a, a satisfying career oh really mm -hmm. oh this is how to have a, a healthy life but but maybe it's just a label yeah. that's not accurate yeah that's good it's a sales pitch it totally is a sales pitch um and i remember reading a quote from someone saying this since you get more joy out of giving joy to others, you should put a good deal of thought into the happiness that you are able to give. That is That's so true. It's just so good. Like yeah. we, we think that getting is gonna make us happy. Mm -hmm. And culture perpetuates this thought. Like you just gotta get more. We, mm -hmm. we think, okay, we, I just gotta get, you know, I just gotta get more in the bank account. One, right. one, once I get to that amount, and you might get to that amount and be like, that's, that's not enough. Or you think once I make this amount at my job and then you, you make that and you mm -hmm. realize that's not enough. Well, I, I just want to get that car. And then you get yeah. the car and you realize, no, that, that didn't. I just want to get this house. We, we think that if we get more, it's going to mm -hmm. satisfy, but it, it, yeah. it never does. You're no. going to always want more. Giving truly satisfies. Right. Giving actually brings joy. It is yeah. more joyful to give than it is to receive. That's that right. a life of serving others, a life yeah. of, of living open-handed 
brings so much joy to you. Sometimes I wonder, like, when I make the choice to live open-handed, when I make the choice to be generous and help someone, there's times I think, I wonder if this did more good for me than it actually even did for them. And it did good for them. Right, right. And it's important to not only stay connected to God, but to continue to grow in our walk with God. Creating healthy habits where they're not feeling forced, but it's just flowing out of who we are. Being grounded in God's word is so valuable. God's word is like a compass in our life, guiding us and showing us the right path and direction. And it's not just about reading scriptures on a Sunday morning at church. It's about taking time in your daily schedule to give your full attention to God and being refreshed and encouraged. Reading maybe some different books in addition to the Bible uh, or listening to worship music. I love to worship all day long. All day long. You mm-hmm. don't just listen to worship music. You join it. I do. I really and think you I can add- sing. Ad lips. <laughs> yeah, I make a joyful noise unto the Lord. Okay? Yeah, yes, you do. <laughs> it fills me up. So, first ingredient is joy. Second ingredient, let's look at that. Pray continually. Verse 17 says, Make your life a prayer. Prayer is like the main or the base ingredient that holds the dish together. Like flour. Like flour. Like we have like right here, like this is like, whoa, look at this. This is like, you squeeze it, you squeeze and, it and it's like, you could get okay, careful there. But yep. but like flour here, it's the main, yep. I don't want to drop this in or get it all over your clothes, but it's the main. Right. It's like the main ingredient that holds the dish together. Yeah. Prayer. Prayer is a continual acknowledgement of who is in control and our intentional surrender to him. Prayer is powerful. Prayer changes us. It grows us and brings us closer to God. And it also is great when you pray because it invites God into our personal space and opens up an authentic conversation with God. It's a conversation. It is. And honestly, prayer doesn't need to be formal or at a specific time. Like it doesn't need to be right before bed or only at the dinner table. It's all about having a conversation with God at any point of the day. And can I share something with you guys? To this day, I even have a hard time praying out loud and in front of people. You, you're not going to believe her, mm-hmm. but she has such a hard time mm-hmm. praying out loud in front of people. Yep. She will talk nonstop. I mean, she's like the oh, last yeah. one. She will talk, She will, do, but she does not want to pray. In fact, just this last Sunday, she was asked to pray and was like come in over a bunch of people around and she was came back panicked thinking, I think I prayed awful. I wasn't prepared. I don't know what I prayed, if it even made sense or even made a difference. I know. I know. And I think because when I was little growing up, Uh, My grandpa, who was an incredible pastor, he was a trailblazer, a pioneer of ministry. Um, He had this incredible anointing on his life. And when he would pray, he prayed some dynamic and strong prayers. And I just would look at be like, I don't think I can pray like that. (laughs) I don't use thee and thou and have a deep voice. (laughs) I know. He had a deep voice. And again, he was so dynamic. But when I think about that, I'm like, it's silly. Because as we just said, prayer is about having a conversation with God. And there's really no one way to pray. There's no one way, perfect way to pray. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. I I would encourage you 
to look at prayer not so much transactional, mm-hmm. but would you look at it as relational? Yeah. That that it's not just a time for you to bring your request to God, right? But it's a time to build relationship. Yep. Like sometimes we go to God praying because God, would you do this? Yeah. God, would you give me this? Yeah. It's about a relationship. God yeah. wants a relationship right. with you. Yep. I've been traveling a lot recently. So we, when the phone rings and I'm like looking and it's like, hey, it's Lynn's. Or if I call her, it's it, it's not just, hey, can you do this? Or, mm-hmm. hey, can you pick that up? Or there are those times where it's yeah. like asking for something. But most of the time it's, how you doing? How was your day? What's going on? <laughs> you know, those those times where it's just you just want to spend time with yeah. them, hear yeah. about their day, hear about what their challenges are, yeah. hear about their struggles, and hear about like the, yeah. the great things that, yeah. that happen. Here's the thing, prayer often changes me right. more than it changes the situation. Mm-hmm. You're mm-hmm. like, how? It adjusts my focus. Yes. Sometimes prayer, it's like, it's just we realize life with everything, it gets so out of focus. Yeah. And prayer helps bring things into focus. Yeah. That, you know what, God is greater than anything we're facing. Yeah. In a world out of control, God is still in complete control. That's so good. And it's so true. It is about just connecting with God and having that relationship with Him. I'm in a conversation with God all day long, um, whether it's when I'm in the car, driving, just praying for safety, that I get no accidents, no tickets, no flat tires. Yeah, in the car, at home. I don't ever know, is she talking to me? Is she thinking out loud? Or is she just talking with God? (laughs) All of the above. All of the above. But it is. It's just about having a conversation with God. And the Bible tells us time and time again that God hears our prayers. In Mark eleven twenty four, it says this, I tell you, you can pray for anything. And if you believe you have received it, it is yours. I love that. So first two ingredients. Number one is joy. Number two is pray continually. And number three is give thanks in all circumstances. Verse 18, and in the midst of everything, be always giving thanks for this is God's perfect plan for you in Christ Jesus. Giving is like the topper on the dish. <laughs> we all love toppings. We all, like, it's like, but I, I love sweet potato casserole. Yeah. Loose Chris is my favorite. And it's just not the same sweet potato casserole without that crust on top. Oh, the crispy Um, crust. The crispy crust that's like Mm -hmm. pecan and and brown sugar. It just is like, oh, it's just... So good. So good. It is so good. And with giving thanks in all circumstances, it can be challenging, especially nowadays, right? To have that gratitude, whether that's towards people or maybe what's going on in your personal life or in the world, but gratitude is an attitude. And if our hearts are positioned right towards God, gratitude will just flow from your heart. It it doesn't say to be thankful for all circumstances, but you could be thankful in all circumstances. That's right. And maybe during those tough times, when you're in those circumstances or situations where you're like, how I don't feel like giving thanks, What if we recount the work that God has done in our lives, all that he's brought you through, all that he's done for you, and that he continues to do in and through you? Reflecting and praising him simply for who he is, his character, 
and his loving kindness. On your commute to work, rather than just complaining, I hate this commute, I hate the job. What about if you say, you know, even though I have a long commute, even though I don't love my job, God, thank you that I have a job. Yeah. You know, you, mm-hmm. you, you might be going through challenges in your marriage right now. And rather than just constantly complaining about what your spouse doesn't do, about who they're not, just thank thank God for yeah. for the little things that they do that are good. Yeah. You, you might be like, your your kids seem out of control and this and that. And, but like, thank God for giving you the opportunity to grow yeah. as a parent. You see, what, what happens is... We, we look so much at a world that is a social media culture that where people promote yeah. the, their, their highs, they promote their good times, yep. they promote their like the wins. Right. Some of it's not even true, but we're yeah. looking at all that. And so we look at our situation and we're like, we don't have anything to be thankful for, but we need to put things in perspective. Mm-hmm. Uh, often I really like to think back to a trip I took to India many, many years ago. It was a long time ago, 1997. Yeah. And I remember flying, landing in Bangalore, India. And as the plane started to descend and get closer, it was like, what is that smell? It was just horrible. <laughs> the plane wasn't even on the ground yet. It, it, it was a missions trip and I was landing in Bangalore, India. And it was like the smell and getting out of the plane. And you realize people like there were at that time, not public restrooms that a lot of people use. They just went to the restroom on the street and the smell and the, and the poverty and and mm-hmm. looking at and it helped make me think I have way more to be thankful for. Yeah. And sometimes we're, we're so much looking at at people's fake lives online yeah. that we realize we've got a lot more to be thankful for than we realize. Yeah. So how are you expressing thanks in this season? How often do we fail to thank God? Mm-hmm for what he has done in our lives. The things we just don't even notice. Yeah. So what if we just break that void of thankfulness by becoming the givers of it? Setting an example. And there are so many different ways you can express thanks and gratitude. It could just be as simple as a call or a text or taking a friend out for coffee or dinner, or maybe just spending some quality time with them. And when I receive gifts, my favorite thing to do is to give thank you cards. That's so personal. I just love that touch. You love to write thank mm-hmm. you cards. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not a big uh, uh, author of thank you cards. I no. don't write, but I I need to choose to be, yeah. because one of the most impactful things that I've ever experienced was, uh, in a sense, it, it was a thank you card from our oldest. Mm-hmm. And it, it, it came with a gift. I only have two watches. I love watches. I only have two. Yeah. They were both gifts. One was a gift from my dad. <laughs> and the other was a gift from our oldest. And uh, it's fact, it's this watch that I'm wearing right yep. now. But And I was blown away that he bought the watch for me. But even more blown away, I was looking at the letter he wrote, at this thank you card. When he wrote... Uh, just about times where I didn't know if I was doing the right thing, that if it was helping or this. And he wrote, and he's not a long-winded person, and he wrote this long thank you letter, this thank you card, yeah. expressing that that what I did and who I was for him during that season, the difference it made. And I was like blown away. Yeah. You, you see, expressing thanks 
can make a big difference in someone's yep. life. Yep, exactly. So this Thanksgiving season, what are you thankful for? Again, it's it's hard because it's this thing, so most hard. people are like, I don't know if I can have the meal I want to have. I, I don't. Families are not even getting together at some point because of division. But right. but this is an opportunity to right. say no. Yep. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. I know. And I always love uh, Thanksgiving time uh, because I would always get together with my family growing up. And my parents would host Thanksgiving at our house. And it wouldn't just be like our immediate family. It would be like our extended family. And we would have a feast, have a huge feast. She's not, she's not, not like I've never seen so much food. Yeah, exactly. Let joy be your continual feast. I got, I got there like how many people? Is this like an army coming over here? Yeah, <laughs> it was so good. And it wasn't just like your traditional dishes. It was like the specialty dishes, like... The cheesy potatoes. You love the cheesy potatoes. A variety of salads. Fruit jello is one of my the other green favorites. The green bean casserole. The green bean casserole. Oh, um, your grandma's. grandma's peanut butter fudge. Oh, it's amazing. So good. Um, and I loved all of those dishes. And, but you know, like the, the, you, the one of the things I don't get is why put marshmallows Oh, sweet potatoes. On sweet potatoes? On the sweet potato. Like, it, it, it just totally wrecks it. But I'm... here's the deal. Just as much as you love avocados on pretty much everything, I love marshmallows on almost everything. Do you know what is even in marshmallows? So, yes. When I was putting this message together, I was curious as to what all the ingredients are in a marshmallow. And let me just tell you, they add nothing to it's... your daily beneficial nutrients. It's like sticks to your finger like this. Do you realize what it's doing to the inside so of you? So basically it consists of sugar and gelatin. <laughs> it's. But here's the deal. I still love them. You still. No, they're still good. You're still good. Just, this yeah. is like, you, yeah. have you ever found sometimes though the ingredients you're using makes your life look like this? Mm -hmm. <laughs> and you're like, what, what in the world are we putting into ourselves? Yeah. You have the ingredients for living a life right. of joy. You have yeah. ingredients to be thankful this Thanksgiving. Yeah. No matter what it looks yeah. like, no matter how many people yeah. are getting together, you can do it. Yes. Yes. So we want to encourage you to be the best version of yourself by applying those ingredients to your life. Being joyful, praying continually, and in the midst of everything going on in your life and in the world, give thanks. Give thanks.